my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it say I can. I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. I'm humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I'm mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Again, at Luke, the 15th chapter, verse 8, here we, we see that we're in the parable of the lost coin. And simply to state, a parable is a simple story used to illustrate a spiritual lesson told by Jesus in the gospel. And so we find ourselves here in verse 8 of Luke, the 15th chapter, and it states this. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you have allowed us to come into your presence. Oh, Father, we ask that this word go out on fertile ground and produce fruit in due season. Father, as I decrease, you increase in me. Restore everything that I have prepared for study for, oh, Father. And we ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. You may be seated. So this morning... I want to talk to you briefly about the topic of you are valuable. You are valuable. Valuable is derived from the word value, meaning it is worth something. And so you are a valuable mom, dad, a valuable sister or brother, a valuable grandparent, you are valuable. You are a valuable Christian to the kingdom of God. You are a valuable child of the most high God. Now with all that being said, you are valuable to Satan also. You are valuable to Satan also. Satan doesn't care how much money you have in the bank. What is your net worth? Doesn't matter if you have stocks, bonds, or whatever the case may be. See, the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy the plan that he has for your life. That God has for your life. And so you are valuable to God. Satan sees you as being valuable also. 
And so you need to be aware that Satan value you and you need to be conscious of the things that you do to open up the door and allow him in so that he utilizes you that way. See, see, Satan didn't care that Judas was one of the 12. You would think that he would stay off Judas, but he didn't. Satan valued Judas' life. And, and, and sometime in life, we put other things in front of our Lord and Savior. Just like Judas did. Judas put 30 pieces of silver ahead of Jesus' life. And he thought that 30 pieces was more valuable than what he had saw Jesus do. It's easy this time of the year to put other things in front of Jesus. But we have to remember that the reason for this season. And if we remember that, we will always put Jesus Christ ahead of all of those things. And so one would say and dismiss that Judas was a villain or he was a victim. But I'm struck by the fact that as many ways, he was just like you, others, and me. You know, Judas was a follower of Jesus. He even went and preached the gospel. But there was a double-mindedness about him. In the end, he abandoned the faith he once possessed, professed. I don't doubt that Judas was committed when he was called. I think he was sincere at that time. But like the rest of the disciples, he left everything to follow our Lord and Savior. Judas was actively in the ministry. He was given remarkable gifts and talents to go out to the crowds. It says that in, in, in Luke, the ninth chapter, Jesus called Judas, the 12 together. That included Judas and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. He sent them out two by two to go into the towns and preach the gospel and to heal the sick. So when God, Jesus called you, he said, you are valuable to the kingdom of God. And he gave you power. He gave you power over depression. He gave you power to be like him. He gave you power to be free from sin. Power to overcome the enemy because you are valuable. And let me read this to you. Luke, the 10th chapter 19, Jesus said, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. 
and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and nothing will injure you. So turn with me now to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Judas walked with Jesus for three years. Some of you have been walking with pastor since the establishment of striving. And, and, and so Judas saw the great, greatest life ever up close and personal. See, see, you can't have a better role model of faith than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A better environment to build on your faith as you walked with our Savior. You know, Judas was there. He was there when, when, when Jesus called Lazarus from the dead. Judas was there. When, when, when the winds and the storms was tossing the boat, Judas was there. When Jesus fed the 5,000, Judas was there. Judas was able to see lots of miracles. He was able to hear many of Jesus' teaching. And he walked side by side with Jesus. But yet, something happened to Judas. With Judas' own eyes, he saw the clearest evidence. With his own ears, he heard the, the finest teaching. With his own feet, he followed the greatest example of all times. Something happened to Judas. Satan made a relentless attack, assault on Judas' mind, body, and soul. A relentless assault on everyone who chooses to follow Christ. So Satan will attack you. We read about Satan's attack on Judas in Luke chapter 22, verse 3 and 5. Three through five. And the word of God says this. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas, surname Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priest. He went his way and agreed with the chief priest. He was in agreement how he might betray him to them. So Judas already had a plan in motion when he came to the chief priest and agreed with them. Wow. How he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So Satan entered into Judas. 
See, the devil, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas to betray Jesus. You know, in the book of uh, John, it, it, John called out Judas. John said that, hey, Judas was stealing from the collection. But what didn't happen was Judas didn't repent. He allowed that sin to continue to be in him. When you allow that sin to continue to be in you and you don't confess those sins to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you're allowing that door to be open. You're allowing yourself to drift away. You're allowing yourself to separate and to focus on something different than what he has for you. So he opened up that door and allowed Satan to enter in. See, see, Satan doesn't gain a foothold in the lives of people who are walking in the light with Jesus. He gained access when we open the door. See, G Judas made 30 pieces of silver more valuable than Jesus. What have we made more valuable than Jesus? I had to look at my own self. You know, I coach basketball. And I spent a lot of time coaching those young girls. And I had to look and say, am I putting coaching in front of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You know, when I'm at work, I concentrate and I stay focused on work. And when I don't finish everything that I need, I bring it home. And I continue to work. Putting work in front of Jesus Christ is just like putting, Judas put 30 pieces of silver. Me putting coaching in front of Jesus Christ is just like me putting 30 pieces of silver, silver in front of Jesus. I found myself drifting away. I found myself focused on how do I get those young girls to live and play up to, to their potential. My focus wasn't on God anymore. Bringing my work home and staying up to midnight. Separated from my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is that simple. Well, we can find ourselves putting other things first. But God is saying that you are valuable. So no matter where you're at in life, He is right beside you. If you find yourself drifting away, He is there. If you find yourself not focused, 
He is still there. If you find yourself walking in a different direction, he is still there right beside you. His words say that he would never leave you nor forsake you because you are valuable. See, Jesus told a parable about, about a shepherd who had 100 sheep. When one of the sheep got lost, the shepherd searched and he searched until he found it. So turn with me to Luke, the 15th chapter. Luke, the 15th chapter. The parable of the lost sheep. It is used to help us understand that God is not just con concerned with the greatest in the kingdom. He desired none to be lost. A shepherd spent a great deal of time with his sheep and most likely knew each one by name, just like pastor. I'm pretty sure he know each one of you by name. And if not, pastor, you need to get to work. <laughs> sheep were valuable. You are valuable. And the shepherd goal was to keep every one of them safe. This is the kind of value that God has for you, for me. That is the same value that he have with that homeless person. That same value. He knows each one of us by name. And he doesn't want us to go astray. Not one of us to go astray. But many have walked away and gone astray. And that's why Jesus came to give us a way back to him. And he left the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our path. We got to be reminded and remember that Satan is a predator of the alert and sober mind. See, according to 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, verse 8, it says, Satan prowls around like a roaring lion, trying to find someone to devour in the spiritual sense. And so to Jesus, each and every person is valuable and is a valuable resource in the kingdom of God. Even the young, is valuable. Even the well season is valuable in the kingdom of God. Even someone not having it all lined up is valuable to the kingdom of God. And to help everyone understand this, Jesus tells this story in Luke, the 15th chapter. And it reads, we start in verse 4, and it reads as this. What man of you, what man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, 
he lays it on his shoulder, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls his, together his friends, not his haters, his friends and neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me, be happy with me. For I found my sheep, which was lost. I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just person who need no repentance. Here, even though the 99 sheep were safe and secure, the shepherd was so concerned about the one that was lost. And he immediately left to find that one. This parable tells us and help us to understand that every person is valuable to the Father. Even only one is lost. He will search everywhere to find that one. So that one is just as valuable as each of those 99. The ones that is in here, the one that is listening online is valuable. But also the one that is not here, the one that is in the world, that the one that is don't know Jesus is just as valuable as the 99. Just as valuable as the 99. The one that is lost. The one that is still trying to find a way. You are valuable. The one that going through trouble when they lie. The one that doesn't have their financial finances all set up is still valuable. The one that is trying to find love in all the wrong places, they are valuable. You are valuable as the 99. So put God first in everything that you do. Put God first in your life. And his entire blessings will flow from heaven to you. The blessing of eternal life will flow. The blessings of spiritual growth, the blessing of understanding his word will flow to you when you put him first. Peace that surpasses all understanding will flow to you. The comfort to your soul will flow to you. So put God first. You will overflow, God will overflow you with blessings just as he promised. He promised and give you blessings to prosper. He, be, he gave you blessings to be joyful, to love, to be cared for, and to be set free. To be set free from the things that has been holding you back from living up to your full potential. So now we're going to go back to our opening scripture, which is in Luke, the fifth chapter, 
verse 8. And I'm going to read it. Oh, what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, she sweep the house and she search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angel of God, angels of God over one sinner who repents. First, I, I, I need to share with you the importance of those ten silver coins. The, those ten silver coins is called drachma, D-R-A-C-H-M-A. Drachma in the Greek is a valuable coin often worn in a ten-piece garland by a married woman. And so the drachmas was worth about a day's wage back then. And so if you make 20 bucks an hour, work eight days, $160 per coin. And she had 10 of those, 10 times 160, $1,600. See, when a woman married, she took the money that she had accumulated throughout her life and sewed it, knitted into a headdress, which she wore on her wedding day. She used 10 silver coins. And that is why our Lord and Savior picked the number 10 to illustrate that story. Therefore, these 10 coins were of tremendous value to her. They symbolize her dowry, her dowry. Dowry is the money, goods, or estate that a woman brings to her husband in marriage. Man, Adrian didn't bring anything to me. <laughs> that has been abolished in most countries. But dowry still exists in some parts of India where a woman has to bring a certain amount for them to be married. And while I was doing my research, I ran across a story about this young lady was wanting to get married and, 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 and the, and the groom, groomsman family wanted certain things. They wanted some money, uh, they wanted some land, and they wanted a car. But her family could not provide that. And she took her own life because of that. It's been about 7,000 women taking their life over the last several years in India because of this. And how they value it is, is kind of weird. If you're good looking, have everything going for you, 
they're not going to ask for a whole lot. But if you're not that number 10, if you're that number one, you may have to come out of your pocket a little bit more. That's how they put value. And so you have women's taking their life because they cannot provide that to the groom family. And so it's three things I need you to understand about this story. Well, one thing is Adrian owed me some money. <laughs> she need to pay her debt, but no, but kidding. <laughs> okay, so, all right. <laughs> Dang, Pastor, you got me in trouble. <laughs> but it's three things I, I, I need you to understand in this story. The first thing is that she lit a lamp. She lit a lamp. This is what to do before anything else. We got to bring light to the situation. How do we bring light to the situation? The word of God will always bring light to your situation. The word of God will always bring light to your situation. And the second thing, well, well, let's go back. Man, I used to work mid-shift. And man, and sometimes I did not like working mid-shift because it's dark. I think Pastor was a security force guy. I think he guarded some planes along with Latham. And he probably didn't like that. They probably stumbled, stumbled across some things while they was guarding those planes. You can't see everything when the light is dim or you don't have light at all. And so she needed that light to find that lost coin. And the second thing that I need you to understand, that this woman swept the house. See, back in those days, it was customary to spread straw over the floor. And so usually the floor was dirt. So in order to have something underneath your feet that was a little bit softer than dirt, they spread it straw. So imagine a corn falling down into the straw. And so it would be naturally difficult for you to find that coin. So the woman took a broom and she swept up all the straw and thus made it much more possible for her to find the lost coin. See, in our life today, we need to pull back and sweep up the straw in our life so that we can see clearly. The bitterness that you have in your heart, you need to sweep it up. The anger that you have been carrying around, you need to sweep it up. The evil speaking that you do, you need to sweep it up. According to Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse three through five, it states, why do you look 
at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you have a plank in your eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So remove bitterness out of you. Remove anger out of you. Remove evil speaking out of you. Pull back the straw. Will give you the ability to overlook minor offenses. Someone cutting you off while you're driving. You need to overlook those things. The hatred that is out there. God will give you the resources to deal with it and how to by reading that word of God. And last but not least, love. Love. Love covers a multitude of sin. And so remember, the one is just as valuable as the nine that she lost, the one that she lost, the nine. And so the third thing I need you to get from this story, the woman did, the third thing this woman did was to search thoroughly. She lit a lamp, she swept the house, and she searched diligently, thoroughly. That means she, she, she thought about it. She, she came up with a plan and she put into motion what she needed to do to find that lost coin. She gave herself to that task. You know, in my job, I, uh, I challenge my subordinates to not just do surface level research, not just do surface level, level stuff. I need you to come up with a plan, put some effort into it. This is what this woman did. I want you to get in the book. I want you to read and understand what is it telling me to do. But don't come to me with surface level stuff because I'm going to ask questions. And so this lady, this woman, came up with a plan. And so she took her time and she stopped everything and she swept the house out. Foot by foot, she went over the floor searching for this lost coin. It was that valuable to her. Many of us have family members that is lost today. God is calling for you today to put the effort to light that lamp, to sweep away that anger that you had that they are not doing what they need to be doing and come up with a plan 
that will allow you to move forward to share the light that God has given you to share. So sweep means searching inch by inch. Both reflects a significant labor intense investment of time. When we're trying to find the lost one, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. And it's going to take some energy. So you may say that one don't have it all right. It's not for you to judge that one. It's for you to share the light that God has given you. You know, maybe you don't have the education that you had a hope to obtain or the position at work that you thought you would have at this stage in your life. But God is still telling you that you are valuable. If you have been victimized at any time in your life, you may feel like you're worthless. But God is saying now that you are valuable. You are extremely valuable to God. He even said that in Isaiah 43 and 4, you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. You are valuable and must not take that for granted. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. So I hope and pray that you know without a shadow of a doubt that you are valuable. I said in the beginning that over the last 15 months, it seemed like it's been a nightmare. September of 22, I lost my youngest brother. March 18th, my son Joshua committed suicide. And just recently, I lost my sister-in-law. And I found myself questioning, am I valuable to the kingdom of God? And truthfully, I did not know if I was going to be standing up here again in my life. Pastor has reached out to me on several occasions. Rob, are you ready to come back? I found myself questioning, what do I bring to the kingdom of God. And I said, God, you need to help me to deal with these situations in my life. And it was a song that kind of got me through all of this. And I think Marcus got it queued up 
it helped me to realize that I am valuable. Do I wish things would have been a little bit different? Yes, I do. Go ahead and start it, Marcus. But I had to get in the Word and, 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 and understand that God won't put no more on you than you can bear. And when you can't bear it, remember this. When, when you have tried it on your own, that's where I found myself. Of all the ways to die, my son committed suicide. It hurts me to the core. But God had to fix it for me. Yes. I couldn't fix it. Adrian wondering what is going on with me. I couldn't even share it. Some of you have questioned your value. God can fix it for you. He had to do it for me. That is the only way, Pastor that I'm able to stand here today. He had to do it for me. That is the only way. He had to do it for me. Even though I wanted to be here, I, I, I didn't want to say no to pastor, but I know I wasn't ready. He had to get me in the right place at the right time. Even though the pain is still there. But I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt that he's right beside me. When I think about, could I have done more for my brother, for my son, for my sister-in-law? When I get down on myself, I have to remember that I can't do it. I can't do it. He had to do it for me. I'm telling you, that is the only way. That is the reason I stand before you. I'm tra being transparent.
and hopefully I'm reaching somebody that have that doubt of giving up. You got to remember to give it all to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he will, he will make a way out of no way. He will turn the tables in your favor. He will. He will do it for you. So I thank God for telling me that I am still valuable to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father, for speaking to me. I have three appeals.